0: Seriously, that no. <laughs> With the little guinea pig. <laughs> That's so true. We on? Okay. Yeah. Hey everyone, I'm Kendall.
1: And I'm Bree.
0: And this is when the light
1: goes out.
0: Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Not
1: always a little awkward. I know. Something just out there.
0: I'm trying to connect it to the episode. Like, okay, how hey. do you go into this? All right. <laughs> well, du, 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 du. what's <laughs> the J? Is that Jason? Where it's
1: like. Du, 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 du.
0: Oh, I know you're talking about the...
1: Or Michael Myers.
0: Fuck, which one is that? I know that little tune. I
1: do It's
0: like... Oh, you're talking about Psycho. That.
1: Well, that one's different. <laughs> I did two, two different ones.
0: I know the first one. I think you're doing Jason. Is maybe. that Jason? That is, so. I don't know. Oh my gosh, it's Friday. Well, Friday for this episode. It's actually Tuesday. It's actually Tuesday for us, but it's Friday for this release, and I'm so it's excited. Friday, Friday. Friday. By I this point, I am going to be in Atlanta, which I'm very excited for. So I'm celebrating right my birthday a little early this year. Birthday. So my birthday falls on a um, Monday this year so my birthday is generally always a week after Halloween so it's gonna be on a Monday and uh, I decided to go with friends to Atlanta to celebrate my birthday
1: Fun.
0: and um, yeah I'm really excited for that hell yeah uh, I don't even know what to expect on this trip I don't think I've really been to Atlanta very much I think I've been to Atlanta a total of one time as a kid so that's about it it never happened I'm excited. And Brie is celebrating her anniversary. Anniversary.
1: But Friday I'll probably be at work. But. Uh,
0: yeah, true. true. It's
1: Saturday through Monday. Woo! Ooh, we'll
0: yeah. mention it again in the next episode before. Before we wrap this one
1: up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I'm
0: excited too. Oh my gosh, you've been working so hard. I think both of us have been working hard. And we deserve a little... Yeah, a little breaky break. A little breaky break. Really,
1: me and Simon aren't doing much. On the 29th, we have some plans. Um, we're going to go to like a museum. And do a fancy dinner. Oh, so romantic. Something oh. else too, I don't remember. And then next day Simon wasn't able to get off so we're just going to hang
0: out with a friend and then the 31st we're going to watch movies, Halloween movies uh, I love that, I'll be coming back on Halloween so <laughs> that's fun <Hi. laughs> I'll be coming right back to do more research for the podcast, gotta love it <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> uh, the podcast is honestly like I said plenty of times before the best part of my week, it is work but it's it's fun work Work. It's fun work. Yeah, we love it. Um, and today I have structured, with a lot of time, a very interesting story for us. And it's a long one, not gonna lie. It's a pretty lengthy one. So.
1: Everybody say hi to Boo. You can't see her, but she's oh, my cat. Boo's she's so here. Like, oh, what a cutie! Spit some raps!
0: <laughs> Boo's just sitting, like, okay.
1: Spread some wraps.
0: Boo is a little troublemaker, let me tell you. Boo's a cutie, but Boo likes to get herself into some mischief. We love that about a kitty.
1: She's so nice,
0: though. We love a kitty that likes mischief.
1: She's a menace, but we love her. A
0: menace and a mischiefer.
1: Bunny! I we'll love it. Oh, Bunny. You can probably hear that. Wait for it Thank you, Bunny. That was very nice.
0: Bucky's just playing the piano over there. <laughs> Anywho. Okay, I'm sorry. I <laughs> no, love my cats. my god, we love the cats. I
1: love my cats.
0: So this episode's a really exciting one for me. I won't say it's exciting per se. I think that's a little overboard, but I definitely say it's an interesting case. I've been wanting, and I've been holding on to this, this case all month long, and I've waited until this moment to release it.
1: He hasn't told me what it really is yet. I haven't. He gave me a teaser.
0: I gave her, I gave her a teaser, and I it's the same teaser. You guys have gotten this far, which is the Halloween party murder.
1: But I don't know what it is.
0: So Not I'm yet. Excited. Doesn't sound familiar. I know.
1: Oh, it doesn't sound familiar yet.
0: All right, well, let's dive into it.
1: Wait, it's like um, the title makes me think of the one Bob's Burgers episode where um, it's how he throws a Halloween party. And
0: somebody sits on his gerbil. Oh, I've seen that episode. Oh, my gosh. It was dark, but also funny. That's what this makes me think of. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think about that before. Oh, I love it. Let's keep it. Keep it. Love it. All right. So let's take it way down now. (laughs) Don't choke. Oh, God. (laughs) Don't take it down like that. (laughs) <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Guys, we'll be right back.
1: I'm back.
0: Okay, we're back. <laughs> All right. We're good.
1: I'm so sorry. No, don't be sorry. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Ow. That was Ooh, my
0: ankle. That, that cracked. Oh, my God. she we be crying. <laughs> All right. So, with further ado, the Halloween party murder. I do that
1: after every Oh,
0: yeah, you summer. do. I should put that in there. Love it. So on October
1: 25th 2014
0: what's today?
1: October 25th 25th. Ah, holy shit uh, wait tell me why
0: I did not even get that I didn't even try that I didn't even do that on purpose I promise
1: 2014 so it's it's anniversary today's
0: anniversary of what happened on this case
1: 8 year anniversary
0: oh my god I did not do that on purpose, guys, I promise. Today, the the day we're filming filming, is the anniversary of this case. But okay, let's keep going. Wait,
1: somebody dies? Aw, rest in peace.
0: So, on October 25th, 2014, 22-year-old Chelsea Brooke went to a huge Halloween party that was outdoors in Monroe County, Michigan, precisely in Frenchtown Township. Can you look up real quick how close that is to us?
1: I don't think I've heard of
0: this. You haven't? Whoa! No. What's Wait, what's this one? called?
1: Frenchtown. Town Frenchtown.
0: How close is that to us? I don't think that's very far. From
1: where we are right now, it's only seventeen minutes
0: away. Holy shit! So this is seventeen minutes away from where we are this right now. This is like
1: right by where my friend. Wow! Is. How
0: creepy is that? This is the anniversary of this case, and it's also
1: stop because my friend looks like right here too.
0: Ah. Like, Stop. right, around, right Stop. around, here. Oh, my God. Okay, well, let's keep going. Oh, my God. So, Chelsea brought Kevin to a huge outdoor Halloween party in Monroe County, Michigan, versus in Frenchtown Township, located near Post and Williams Road, which is approximately 35 miles south of Detroit, where nearly 800 people attended, including Chelsea and her friends. Chelsea reportedly had been having a great time, had a couple drinks, and a lot of dancing. But unfortunately, this would be the last time Chelsea would ever be seen alive. This is the Halloween party murder of Chelsea Bruck. Surprised you ever heard of this. No, lie. I have
1: not heard of this. Wow.
0: Okay, well... Chelsea Brook was born January twenty eighth, 1992 in Trenton, Michigan, and grew up in Maybe, Michigan, a very small town with less than 600 residents, and it's actually called, quote, the best little town in Michigan. I
1: that quote. is really small. That it's is super small. T- less 600. Super That's like nothing. I would know
0: everyone there. Everyone was yeah, follow no me. Yeah, no kidding.
1: <laughs> also, um, it was quoted
0: the best little
1: town.
0: Best uh, little town in Michigan,
1: yeah. I have... Barely even heard of the city. I haven't either. Maybe
0: Michigan. Isn't that a weird name? Like uh,
1: maybe. Maybe.
0: <laughs> I live in maybe. I need to
1: look up uh, pictures of this place. I do too. To see what it Definitely.
0: Like. Well, Chelsea was the youngest of five siblings and the daughter of Matthew and Leandra Brooke. Chelsea was also a hostess and worked for Olga's Kitchen at the Mall of Monroe four years prior to her disappearance.
1: I love
0: Oga's. Fun fact: I my second job was actually working as at Elvis Ob- as a hostess that's so crazy how much you can relate to this story right now I just kind of no really though so according to her obituary her favorite pastimes included watching movies especially musicals Listening to mm-hmm. music, of which Queen was her favorite band. Love Queen.
1: Period, girl. This is the. She's real got good life. taste. This, this is just fantasy.
0: fantasy. Caught, Caught in the landslide. No, escape from reality. reality. I can sing the whole song. We won't do that. Oh yeah, though. me too. <laughs>
1: Nobody wants to hear me sing either. Oh
0: god, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and she especially enjoyed playing video games, including Final Fantasy puts B-I-I-I. I think that's 8. I have no
1: idea. We're
0: going to say that's 8.
1: I don't know Roman numerals, and <laughs> I have recently learned military time.
0: <laughs> I'm learning slowly. Final Fantasy 8, and her favorite show was actually Doctor Who, which I love Doctor Who. I used to love Doctor Who. Really? Great show. Great show. She enjoyed reading and baking, and had a very special love for her cats and dog. <gasps> Me! I know. She was raised very close to her siblings and loved being a part of the Bruck Girls. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, the Bruck. Like the Bruck Girls, like oh, her like siblings. Girls. She called her and her sister the Bruck Girls. Yeah. Isn't that so cute? Oh, I love her. So she was a very pretty girl. She had blonde hair, soft blue eyes, and every pic you can find of her, she's never not smiling. All around, she was just known to be a very sweet girl and just lived a really happy life. And as I said, Chelsea liked baking, and actually, she wanted to pursue baking further by getting her degree in culinary and becoming a professional chef.
1: Oh, I know. Good for her.
0: So while working at Olga's Kitchen, Chelsea often worked with a friend that she had made while working there by the name of Rebecca Becky Brunson. They had worked together for years prior to, and one day, they had both decided they go to a Halloween party. And the massive Halloween party fell on October 25th, 2014, which actually fell on a Saturday. I had looked that up on the side. This party was called Big Mike's Halloween Bash, held annually by a dude named Mike Williams and his band, Pickaxe Creature, which I said in little italics, that's pretty metal. <laughs> I love it. <coughs> um, Big Mike's Halloween Bash? That sounds fun.
1: Oh, yeah, no kidding.
0: So, this was known to be a pretty successful huge party, everyone knew about it, it was kind of like one of those anyone who's anyone will be there kind of things, and Chelsea and Rebecca were just ecstatic to be going. Mike Williams himself was pretty popular of a guy, he casually just, you know, knew everybody and had long hair, long beard, kind of that metal look to him. And the party was actually held on his mother's farm. She had a large farm, too. She was aware that the party was in the spot annually, so it was nothing to be, you know, crazy, you know, mad about that he was throwing this. It was just something he had every year. So Chelsea had made up her own costume, which she went as a Batman villain called Poison Ivy. She handmade her costume herself and worked very hard on it. And you guys can actually see this in a photo. Um, she looks so cute in her little photo. She's wearing green, a green le- leotard, and with sunon green like ivy plastic leaves covering it. She wore a dark red wig, black leggings, and a red American Eagle Mary Jane flat. Also in the photo, you can see that she's holding kind of like a glass vase full of wine that she labeled poison and that she carried around throughout the whole party.
1: That's so cute. I love that. That's so
0: creative. Oh,
1: I love her. Uh, She sounds so sweet.
0: she She seemed like such a sweet girl. And one thing to mention, though, is that witnesses and friends at the party later described Chelsea as a little tipsy, but not remotely drunk, even at the slightest. She never even finished her wine. So let's talk about the night of the party. Searches share that Chelsea arrived at the Halloween party in high spirits and she arrived with her two amigas, Rebecca and her other friend, Penny Balkins. And a quick side note, Chelsea arrived at the party with Rebecca, but Chelsea had no pockets in her leotard, so she kept her phone in Rebecca's car. You're fine. When the girls had arrived they saw two massive tents that had been set up in a large field of the farm. Now, at the time, Mike, the party host, only expected a couple hundred guests to show up, but with it being an open invite, brought well over the expected amount, which was around 800 people.
1: Wow, eight hundred people! big difference.
0: Biggest party. Even people from out of town showed up. Eight different bands have played, including Pickaxe Preacher, which is uh, Mike's band. And you can also see on the Instagram or online, if you look it up, Chelsea was having a lot of fun. She even took pictures with, you know, different friends that she had met. She's holding her wine in one of the photos and the group, um, in one of the photos um, with a group, she's kind of holding a stainless steel canister with, I guess, some of her jiggle juice. You can only imagine what's in there. Love it. (laughs) And another note, sometime throughout the night, Penny had let Chelsea know, hey, just so you know, if you need a ride, my sister is here too, and she can drive us home at the end of the night. And Chelsea actually had never really gotten her license, but she did that by choice. She did not like to drive, so she often walked short, safe distances or she just got rides from her friends. So 12 a.m. that night had rolled around and the band stopped playing and the party continued. Mike and some helpers set up the bonfire and hundreds of people flocked to it to vibe and hang out. At a certain point, I guess Chelsea had just been headed out of one of those big tents towards where everyone else was headed with her friends. And she accidentally ran into a low hanging tent pole that kind of bumped her nose. Oh. And it didn't knock get hard enough for her to bleed, but it definitely made a small mark and it obviously hurt. And at this point, Chelsea's like, hey, my nose hurts. I think it's time to go. I'm ready to go. But her friends sort of convinced her to stick around a little while longer and tried to hang in there till the party died down. And she did. I kind of have that bad habit of like...
1: Not knowing when to leave. Not yeah, knowing when too. to leave. God. I'm so bad. I can tell you. I will set myself a curfew and then not do it at all. <laughs> yeah.
0: My, yeah. I was going to just say uh, uh, I could definitely relate to that. So. Yeah. So... <laughs> So, an hour later had come, and it was a little after 1 a.m., the crowd had started slowly thinning out, and the girls started getting a little exhausted and tired, and were getting ready to leave. Now, when I say the crowd was thinning out, I mean to say there were still a good 300 to 500 people around the bonfire, and while the girls were ready to leave, they kind of lingered around a little while longer and eventually kind of lost sight of each other. Now. I've done this before, and guys, it's not safe. Like, keep tabs on each other because bad things can happen. Oh, Let's I. Just say that
1: the, I'm actually proud of myself because I, like, will not leave my friends' side. Yeah,
0: like, good. Because, girl, oh my god. Yeah, no. You don't know these people, you're around yeah, strangers. No. Even if you're around, like, a group of people you know, like, Make sure everyone's okay. Like, yeah. check up on them. Oh, Make sure yeah. they're good. Yeah. Try not to lose sight of each other. And I'm not going to be a hypocrite because I'm not, I'm not alone here, but <laughs> definitely be careful.
1: Yeah.
0: So at this point, Penny's sister, who was still at the party, was ready to go and had to work for some commitment the next day. Penny similarly thought Chelsea knew others at the party, and when she couldn't find her, she left her at the party
1: no. and, left
0: her, and left with her sister. No. Now, again, Chelsea oh. and Rebecca came to that party together, but thinking Penny's sister was going to take her, uh, uh, take Chelsea home, Rebecca had also gone home a little earlier that night. But Rebecca also forgot that Chelsea left her phone in the car prior to the party. No. I know. Now, one other tidbit, and I'm sorry to be redundant on this, guys, but if you don't have pockets... Make sure you plan that ahead of time, because you definitely need your phone on you for emergencies. Just saying, just saying. And we don't know if Rebecca or Penny was super intoxicated or what, but we can't be um, victim shaming everyone in these matters because we weren't there. We don't know. But both girls later did admit that it's the worst mistake they ever made, and they both have to live with this with their life. They have to live with this. It's sad. They didn't know. But, all in all, when you come to your friends, be with them. That's all I got to say. So, according to witnesses, strangers at the party had offered Chelsea rides, but she refused. Everyone to Chelsea was just a stranger, and she wasn't just one to trust very easily. Good
1: for her, though. Understandably.
0: Hours had passed, and according to a witness testimony, ac- uh, around the time of 3 a.m., the party was ending and... And they had seen a girl wearing a green leotard with ivy green leaves attached to it, wearing a dark red wig and black leggings crying in the parking lot of the property by herself. So the next day it came, it was October 26th. Chelsea's older sister had sent Rebecca a Facebook message letting Rebecca know that Chelsea never returned home that previous night. And like she had said she would, she was kind of worried. So Rebecca told Chelsea's sister she's staying with another friend. I'm, I'm assuming she thought she was staying with Penny and she said she would be home at some point soon, but also that her phone was left in her car. So, unfortunately, October 27th had come and still no sign of Chelsea. No. I know. The Brooke family immediately filed a missing persons report. They called all of her friends and even reached out to the host of the party, Mike Williams. So now Mike had already mentioned that before the family even reached out, he already had her friends reaching out to him and trying to get him to remember what he saw. They ascribed her costume to him he repeatedly uh, and repeatedly asked him to search the area, thinking maybe she was passed out or hurt or something. So Mike had said that there were so many people there at the party that there was no way of really remembering what one girl was wearing or what's doing from the rest, which understandable, I guess. There's a lot of people, eight hundred to be exact.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: What can he say? So Mike still went to search the property with his dog. Didn't find anything unusual, but had to hurry back because, unfortunately, his dog was caught in a fox trap that was badly injured. So, the entire time while Mike had been receiving calls and messages and looking for the girl people were describing, Chelsea's mom, Leandra, was actually driving to the property the entire time before he could leave. So, Mike explained that he she could look around all she needed to. That he'd be back, but his dog was badly injured and needed to take it to a vet, but cleaned to be cleaned and bandaged. Understandable. Unfortunately, he needed to take care of the dog. So he left and returned, where he found 10 to 15 people searching his mother's property. So soon the farm became swarmed with friends and family to search the area, and they literally got generators, tents, and a porta potty to keep the property at ease and busy. And Mike didn't even really know what was going on, but they just said, hey, you're going to be here for a minute, and we're going to be here until we find her, so get over it. At the time, I really think he just started realizing that this wasn't just some drunk girl that just wandered off and, you know, got too drunk. I think he really started to realize that this was a missing person.
1: Yeah, something serious. Something
0: serious was going on. So, Mike Williams did end up becoming the main suspect for Chelsea's disappearance. I think he expected this to happen, too, because some of her family members would kind of give him the dirty look when they did the search. And his part it was his party, and it was his family's property, so I guess it makes sense as to why he would be the main suspect. But he quickly lawyered up, which in some instincts is... good thing because you need a lawyer if someone's going to accuse you of something sometimes
1: that makes you look guiltier yeah
0: sometimes it does make you look guiltier so you definitely want to look at that as you choose to a
1: word more guilty
0: more guilty yeah more guilty yeah so his attorney did tell him that he had the right to tell the search party that they couldn't be on his premises without a warrant but he figured that if he denied knowing it would just make him look more suspicious it wouldn't look good so makes sense Chelsea's mom did confront Mike and accused him of keeping her somewhere, asking and pleading, quote, where are you keeping her? I know you're keeping her somewhere. And I can't blame her. Honestly, I get it. My daughter's gone. This is the last guy that may have seen her. I want to know where she is. So on that. So, oh, sorry. So on Wednesday, October 29th, 2014, five days after the party where Chelsea was last seen, Her mom, Leandra, had made a public announcement to the news saying, quote, 22 or not, had I known there was a party being thrown with 800 plus people, she would have not been going, unquote. So her mom didn't even know that she was going to this party, unfortunately. Makes me think, I don't tell my mom a (laughs) lot. I
1: I wouldn't have told my mom. I wouldn't
0: have told my mom, but. There are
1: 800 people, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, well.
0: I think I would be...
1: If it came up, I'd tell her. I, I like think I'd so. I'd withhold it.
0: I wouldn't withhold it, but I think I'd I don't think I would just,
1: like, randomly be like, hey, hey I'm mom, at this party.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So, at this point, but... Other people
1: would know, though. Other people would Oh, know. I would
0: definitely keep on, yeah. like, find my, like... Yeah, or other something, people would know. Or something. Like, especially would know. to, a, like, an unknown, like, you know, party that I have no idea who is there. I yeah. definitely think I would... Oh, yeah.
1: Someone would definitely Someone would where know. I'm at. Yeah. Should tell. Yeah. Okay, okay hey,
0: so at this point, the terror community joint forces, many of which knew Chelsea, volunteers posted missing flyers, and $17,000 reward was posted for any details of her whereabouts. Still nothing had been found. Detective questioned every person known that went to the party or that they could at least find. And some witnesses that attended told investigators that they saw Chelsea leave with a man that no one knew but nothing came of it yeah i know it'll come back to us
1: yeah (laughs) that's not suspicious
0: so the search really started to broaden and the outskirts of the property were now searched by police involvement relatives and volunteers but no advances were made chelsea's favorite color was purple so the community began A purple ribbon campaign in efforts to find Chelsea. That's that's
1: so sweet. That's touching my heart. Sad, but it's sweet. It's so sad.
0: Thousands of people began getting involved. Facebook messages and pages were made. The media informed was informed immediately. People were on a lookout for a poison ivy costume and/or a five foot seven blonde girl of an average build with a anchor tattoo behind her right ear. The main detectives on this case were Mike Predmore uh, and Brand Schrocka. According to Morbid Podcast, the most difficult part about this case for the detectives was that it was a costume party with more than eight hundred people. How can you just, you know, limit it down <laughs> to maybe a couple people who may have known where she went?
1: Yeah, out of eight hundred people. Have eight hundred people? Like yeah,
0: they're all in disguise. And six people from the Halloween bash did report letting Chelsea use their phone to make phone calls. And one of the people she called was Penny. So Chelsea called asking, hey, I'm still at the party, can you pick me up? Penny had replied, no, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm too drunk to drive. And unfortunately, Chelsea reached out several more times and Penny claims that she was way too drunk to pay attention to what was really happening. And again, it was just the biggest regret of her life. Yeah. So the only other piece of evidence that the two investigators recovered was that a couple days after the party, the mother of one of the party goers called and said her son spoke to Chelsea briefly around 3.30 a.m. He claimed that he knew it was her from the photos that he had seen, and he claimed that they talked about her outfit because he was joking with her, and he referenced how he ironically was deathly allergic to poison ivy, and when he... And when she spoke according to him, she seemed a little tipsy, but not too wasted. And he also reported seeing her with a man he thought she knew and was comforting her and just kept her company. So that's the second person that had reportedly seen a man with her. She didn't show up with a man, but people said she saw they saw someone with them, so with her. So. that's
1: suspicious very that's weird <laughs> that's, that's suspicious i can definitely that's see where weird. this is going unfortunately
0: yeah yeah so the party described the man as tall slender and with long suits hair at the front of his head and
1: suspicious and
0: suspicious kind of like a goth kind of look to him or that really chessy bieber look not the that early <laughs> That's the favorite one. And he had worn glasses, and they had left together. So evidence became a composite sketch, and it was released to the public immediately. So let's get into the interesting part, the suspects. So for the first suspect, the band members. Mike Williams eventually gave police further info, showing that he had seen a couple of the band members out of town that looked similar to the composite sketches. The investigators checked every single person that was a part of those band members, but their alibis checked out. Second suspect, Mike Williams. Even after Mike tried helping, he was brought in for questioning and the FBI asked if they could search the house where he then said no. So the next day, they came in with a warrant and searched his home and found nada, but Denying them access didn't look good. The police kept it in the radar that you know he did say no to their police investigation. It's a little weird, right?
1: Yeah, that is really weird to say no.
0: And like if you think you're innocent, just let them do it. But whatever. So next we have Harlan Bird. Another tip that came in from a guy named Harlan Bird who allegedly had more information. They brought him in, and the guy had said that he attended the party, but before leaving, he saw two men harassing a girl and assaulting her, and so he intervened to help her, and then he had claimed that this woman was Chelsea. He had then claimed that he had tried getting her a place to sit, and then he saw a car with its doors wide open, so he told her to get into the warm car and wait while he went to go find help, and he left for about 10 to 15 minutes, as he says. When he came back, he had said that both of them, her and the car, were gone. So, investigators were a little lost because something about the story just didn't sound accurate. And they looked into this lead. But Harlan later confessed that he had made the whole story up. Just to seem cool as a witness. Boy! I know. but That's shitty. But wait. But wait. <laughs> so... My next victim, or sorry, my next suspect, the ex-boyfriend of Carrie Carr. Of who? Carrie Carr. I'll explain it. Okay. So, not long after the last tip, another tip came in from Toledo of a woman named Carrie Carr. She claimed that her ex-boyfriend had confessed that she killed a young woman at a Halloween party and that he was very abusive and dangerous. She also claimed that he killed Chelsea and dumped her body in a Toledo cemetery. She asked the police to immediately arrest him and question him later because she feared that he'd come back for her. Well, they brought in the ex-boyfriend for questioning, but her ex-boyfriend had explained that him and Carrie were facing issues for a long time. He gave them a solid alibi, and Carrie later admitted that she had made the story up to oh get back at him. Oh my god.
1: What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with these people? So, at PS, this point... Hold on. PSA, don't make up stories in cases of murder victims because you're just hindering the whole investigation. investigation. not you're shitty. You're
0: shitty. It's a whole felony. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, what? You're going to catch a felony for being stupid? It's <clears throat> yeah. shitty. Don't do that.
0: Yeah, It's
1: so disrespectful, it, it's, too.
0: It sickens me just to even think that someone would be capable of doing this. And then to actually be bold enough to come back and just be like, oh, I did this, whatever, you know, it's cool, no, it's not. And at this point, both Carrie and Heartland have been arrested for lying to police and tempering with ongoing police investigation, but still nothing to go off of. So the police are still struck with a dead end. So at this point, both Carrie and Harlan have been arrested for lying to police and tempering with ongoing police investigation work, which, which, as they should have. And still, nothing was good to go off of for the police, unfortunately. So, nothing really came of that. On February 18th, 2015, the FBI and the investigation alone have moved off of the Williams property to a closed Monroe Bank and Trust Newport branch. And, convert, and they converted it into a Find Chelsea headquarters, where the community had continued to ship out flyers and show their support. Donations had poured in from the community and raising it to $30,000 as a reward. Very high. And the parents had made another public plea for Chelsea to be returned home safely. March of 2015 had come. There was a break in the case investigators received a call from a woman by the name of cheryl riz uh, her estate was 2.5 miles away from where the Pauline bash was held she had reported that she had found a red flat leather american eagle shoe that she picked up while cleaning up the debris from the passing winter and from her property she reported that she thought of nothing of it at the time and she actually almost threw it out but her husband actually stopped her and said, "Hey, this might be the girl's that went missing."
1: No, I saw a picture of them and I had this same pair but in black.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, stop. Oh my god. That's so, so sad. according to Leandra, Chelsea's mom, this was a this this was in fact Chelsea's shoe. Aww. She had no doubt it belonged to her daughter. So, this led to a broader search of the area, but nothing else was discovered in the area. And unfortunately, guys, when an item is found, it isn't a good sign, it's it's just not. So at the beginning of April 2015, keep in mind, this happened in 2014, two guys have been out in Monroe County looking to steal scrap metal in an area to sell for parts. One of these guys was Eric Asab. 10 miles away from where the Halloween bash was held was an abandoned industrial site they had broken into. So, while scoping out the area, Eric thought he had glanced at what looked like a green plant growing in one specific area of the building. But after a closer look, he picked up what was a green leotard with plastic green ivy leaves attached to it.
1: Aww. That's so far away from the shoe, though. I know.
0: Right? Yeah. He thought nothing of it again, like another another guy who just stumbled across it. He wasn't doing a good thing, but he found it. And a week later, he had seen a missing persons poster in the area of the girl who was wearing the same exact costume. So understandably, Eric freaked the fuck out. He got really scared. He would be a suspect after breaking into an abandoned building and then touching a leotard and, and just stressed out. And so he turned his worry to his sister. Luckily, his sister told him, you are gonna tell the police or I will. So he did. We love a girl that comes to the rescue.
1: Period, Miss Girl.
0: Miss Girl. So he was questioned and he told the police his baby's mother didn't live in the area and he didn't want to become attached to this case for mistakenly touching a piece of evidence. But police weren't worried about him and let him go. So on April 5th, 2015, Chelsea's costume and wig were both recovered from the abandoned industrial site in Flat Rock, Michigan. The leotard had been found with rips and tears to the straps and crotch. Mm. Not a good sign. It was sent to Michigan Crime Lab and tested for DNA. So on April 24th, 2015, nearly six months since Chelsea had gone missing, About 10 miles away from the Halloween party, a man by the name of John Marcone had been working on his new home he was building with his family. He was driving a dump truck backwards on the construction site. Keep in mind, it's April in Michigan, so spring is just barely hitting. So the soil is very dense and muddy, and the truck's tire had gotten stuck. When he got out to check, he found skeletal remains.
1: No! I've never heard of this case.
0: Oh, girl.
1: It's like literally s- close to home. And I've it, never heard of this case. It's a little too case. close to
0: home. Not going to lie. But y'all asked for it. <laughs> Let me tell Who you asked, me. asked for this? Oh, I, I, for no, this? not this specific story. But a lot of friends were like, can oh, you Michigan, please do a Halloween related story in Michigan? And I'm like, I'll find one. I found oh, one. Oh, yeah.
1: No kidding.
0: So John immediately called the police. And just as quickly as he called, they arrived. And the two investigators that come, the FBI and the coroner. So the body was found hidden under slim branches, almost fully skeletal, with the exception of a couple strands of blonde hair still attached to the scalp.
1: That's kind of crazy because it's only like, what, six months? Six
0: months and her body's decayed that much. That kind
1: of shows how brutal Michigan, like, winters are.
0: Winters are? are. Yeah. Yeah. You can get away with a lot. Some skin was actually still attached to to the legs and chest and hands. So, to avoid having any media be the first to announce the findings, investigators quickly alerted uh, to Chelsea's parents that a body had been found. Now, keep in mind, they didn't say it was Chelsea's, but they said a body had been found, but did not tell the state of the body or how the body was later identified being killed. But, a day later, the body was confirmed to be that of Chelsea Brock. (laughs) And one month later, her autopsy had been disclosed and released only to investigators. So only investigators were allowed to understand her autopsy. The cause of death had been identified being blood force trauma to the face and head. Severe injuries were brought on every piece of her skull. There had been also severe fractures to her jaw and her eye sockets, as well as her teeth, her neck, and they found male DNA on the body.
1: No! So,
0: yeah. Who the fuck
1: did this shit? Keep going.
0: Oof. So, police did collect DNA from the suspicious assholes that faked her ever meeting her or ever coming in contact with her, and no match was found. So, the investigators also collected DNA from every male they could find that went to that party, no match. They did ask Mike Williams, and he refused... A DNA test. Why? He claims that he didn't want his DNA in the database because he didn't commit any crimes and he was not a criminal. He wanted to be done with the case and he just wanted to be gone as a suspicious suspect.
1: Well, you're being mighty suspicious, sir. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Whether it be
1: for this case or something else.
0: I, I, okay, I get it. I don't want my data, DNA in a database either. But if it helps a case and it helps someone come to terms but about a murder,
1: why though? Why would
0: you want to keep that from? Somebody? No,
1: but why would you, you not? I mean, of course, like obviously, it's not ideal to have your DNA. But like, it, it shouldn't like stop you, or else like obviously you're out here doing bad things.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like right? whether
1: it be for this or something else, like he's obviously doing something wrong. I don't know this case. I don't know who. I don't know who's behind it. I don't know who the uh, guy is. we we'll like, figure it out, <laughs> bro, Like I'll put my DNA in the system if it's gonna help. I have a clean record. What do you want from me?
0: Yeah, literally. That's what I'm saying. Not long after this, the guy that initially found the body, John, had found you know the body initially. He called back police saying that there had been more evidence that was on his property. So they went back and they recovered a another shoe so the other shoe was found all
1: of this stuff is so far away they from were so each other it's separated scattered from each right? other yeah
0: and they also found her black leggings now after all the searching they did for you know the dna DA match oh my god I can't speak now after all this searching they did for dna matches nothing came of it and it was just sad because you're wondering who did this heinous act to chelsea Until nearly two years after Chelsea Brooke had been murdered. Two? Two years. Oh my god. On July 21st, 2016, police announced the arrest of 28-year-old Daniel Clay with a DNA match.
1: Fuck you, Daniel Clay.
0: This guy is fucking... uh, Oh, he's... uh, uh, Don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. So... (laughs) sorry guys I get really into this so Daniel was arrested during his trial he claimed that he gave Chelsea a ride after a party and he had just stumbled upon this party at the time he says that the two attempted sexual intercourse in its back seat but he went limp after she asked him to choke her and slap her but he says that he went too far and couldn't revive her so he got scared and dumped her in a wooded area and left her there
1: that does not sound
0: yeah clearly this is a bull fucking lie yeah
1: that sounds stupid
0: and especially with the evidence at hand and especially because
1: miss chelsea did not want rides home from strangers she didn't want she didn't want a ride from you i (laughs) highly doubt that she wanted to hook up with this guy in his backseat either I mean, maybe she did, but that doesn't sound I doubt right. That. I doubt that. That doesn't sound right to from, me. She wasn't even accepting sh- rides from mm-mm. girls. No, she and wasn't.
0: And you're telling
1: me that she went home with some random man and was like, well, maybe but we'll have sex. sex in the backseat. Yeah, seat. no. No. There's well, no way. No. Okay, keep going. No.
0: So what really happened was Yeah. This piece of fucking trash of a dumpster fire uh-huh. willingly took Chelsea in his vehicle. Took her? Took her in his vehicle violently raped her brutally beat her so hard that it damaged her skull, eyes, and broke her jaw and then attempted to dig her a shallow grave in which he left her in, covered it with branches, and then left her until she was found six months later
1: he is a piece of shit fuck you
0: (sighs) I'm so mad I'm so mad, I researched this and I'm still so mad about it
1: dude, this guy was literally walking what if, I mean shit that, Who knows? When, when was this? 2015?
0: 2014 when this 14, happened.
1: Well, but when he was like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: 2016. Dude. Two years later.
1: No, not only that, but like, guys, we live in Michigan. We're not going to say location wise, but like. No. Shit, this man may have been in the grocery store.
0: You might have passed probably this man not, by.
1: Probably not, because there was d- there's decent amount well, of distance. But still. But still, like, we don't and know you what never this, know. Was this doing just makes me day think. to
0: day. This just makes me think, like, okay. Who have we passed in our lives that have killed people? That makes me think. That's crazy. This is really close to home. This man's
1: family probably. Oh hell no. (laughs) Hell, oh hell no. Off the record, not on the podcast. we are packing up our bags and (laughs) leaving. What the fuck? (laughs) Okay,
0: so let me catch my breath. So, on July 25th, 2016, which is also my brother's birthday, shout out to you, Jay.
1: Happy
0: birthday. <laughs> the jury found Daniel Clay guilty, and he was oh. charged with second-degree murder, but in a re-evaluation uh, re- of the trial on May 16th, 2017, Clay was then fa- um, found guilty of first-degree murder of the murder of chelsea Brown.
1: what a good birthday gift for your brother oh my god yes justice oh my justice god, yes. on a silver platter
0: and on july
1: 2017 thir- mm-hmm. how have i not heard of this it's not
0: crazy this is so Dude,
1: close i'm glad we're talking about this right now because this deserves to be heard especially for people in michigan because what the fuck i feel Chelsea's like i've never story heard this story definitely deserves
0: to be heard chelsea and
1: your story is being heard right I, now i'm
0: so sorry this happened girl i'm so sorry
1: bitch we are putting your story and your name out there because how have I never heard of this?
0: I'm surprised you haven't. I'm mad. I was for sure. I was I was for sure like, oh, she's done for this. I'm history. mad
1: about that. Okay, keep going. So, I'm mad, Miss Chelsea. Uh, on July 13,
0: 2017, he had been sentenced to life in prison. Good, fuck you. He is never getting out.
1: Good, fuck you.
0: So very sad, but justice had been served. Good. And Crazy enough, during the sentencing, Chelsea's mother gave Daniel a Bible during the sentencing hearing. And she wrote, uh, sorry, and she wore a purple outfit with a Aww. pen of Chelsea. Aww. She then forgave Daniel for what he did to her daughter. Oh. But for at least, uh, further stated, quote, my forgiveness doesn't mean I'll ever forget my daughter, Chelsea Brooke. Unquote.
1: Why? Miss Girl, you did not have to forgive him.
0: She didn't. You but did
1: not have to do this that. This
0: kind soul, it just makes you think, she, like, this family is so pure. such a fine family. Such a pure such family. Such a great family. You he fucking took her baby she, away from her.
1: She really forgave him.
0: So. Why? Clay then followed to say, quote, I thank you for that Bible. I will keep it as long as I'm able to. I'm sorry for everything. Unquote. Fucking bitch. Fuck you. But we're really having me at, oh, shit. <laughs> Was just what the judge said. Oh, my God. So, the judge said, quote, I spent 10 days in trial with Mr. Clay, and I listened to countless hours of him changing the story every time detectives questioned him or brought up something new.
1: Yeah, because he's stupid.
0: It was very clear to me, Mr. Clay, you are a liar, a rapist, and a killer.
1: Period. Unquote. What judge is this? Period.
0: Period. Oh, my gosh. So, that conducts my story, but... Guys, if you know, in a lieu of flowers, if you wanna send any donations or memorial donations, I'll put it in the show notes, but you may send them to On Behalf of the Family, St. Patrick's School, Divine Grace Parish, Carleton or Michigan University, um, or uh, CS Mott Children's Hospital in Ann Arbor. Um, donations are made through the link, which again I'll put it in the show notes. But it's victorsus brook. And online condolences can also be sent through www.ruppfuneralhomeinc. Sorry, thank you. ruppfuneralhomeinc.com. Again, it will be in the show notes you guys show your love in any way you can. That was a very, very dark episode, and I'm so sorry for that, but...
1: It needed to be heard. It
0: needed to be heard. Bitch,
1: fuck you, whatever the fuck your name is. Clay, bullshit.
0: Yeah, you got it right. Fuck you. Daniel Clay, yeah, he he's, he's, he's a piece of shit. So yeah, that is the, the story hell? of Chelsea Brooke and the Halloween party murder.
1: RIP Miss Chelsea. Tell
0: me your thoughts girl. You
1: seem
0: like an angel sent from above. An angel sent from above. Oh my God, guys, and I'll post this in her Instagram too because I usually do, but she really, you can, you can tell she couldn't work on her costume. She looks so happy and it's just, it's so sad. It just breaks my heart to see that Things like this can happen in a world that we live in, even so close to home. Um, and I just really want you guys to know that <clears throat> my heart goes out to that family.
1: Yeah, seriously, I can't even imagine.
0: All right. <clears throat> where we're ready go from there.
1: Yeah, I don't even Yikes. know this one. I don't
0: even know how to go from there, guys. That was Stay safe, was, especially
1: with Halloween Honestly, up and yeah, and Halloween parties. It's Friday.
0: I know a lot of you guys are gonna be out there having fun. Have your fun, but also please be safe. Watch
1: your friends. And look out yeah,
0: look out for your friends. This Make is sure honestly they get home. if anything, a PC like PCA. Okay. A PSA. That's only 101. <laughs> This is a <laughs> Zoe one oh one I'm up. I'm sorry guys. This is a PSA. Look out for your friends. Be careful on Halloween. Have your fun. But be careful. All, all around. Be careful. Cause shit happens to anybody. I mean, it doesn't this, matter who this you could are. Be anyone. This could be anybody. And this could have been, who knows? This could have been another girl. And if you see something, say something. That's another thing. Guys, a lot of people I feel like have seen something happen and I feel like something could have been done and not victim blame I'm not victim blaming anyone, but If you see something happening and you see someone suspicious, say something. This poor girl was scared. She was crying that night and there was really no one there to really help her. And I feel like we'll never really know what actually happened that night. I mean, we're taking from the evidence and the DNA. So again, please be careful out there, guys. I can't say that enough. But on a lighter note, Our next episode will be a lot happier
1: happier (laughs)
0: well it won't be happier but i will say it'll be spooky so
1: yeah
0: it's something to something to light our hearts up about (laughs) um and yeah
1: um as always my little spiel find us on instagram at wtlgo podcast our private instagrams are at this is kenal hudson at brianna underscore joyan our Facebook's going to be When the Light Goes Out, Twitter, WTLGO Podcast, and our email is WTLGOInquiries at gmail.com. Send us any video ideas or podcast ideas <laughs> <laughs> you may have, um, plus any personal stories you would like to share so we can do a listener's story compilation, I Hell guess it yeah. would be called. Um, Looking forward to that episode. Still don't have any stories. Send them over. No stories,
0: yeah, but we're waiting for you guys to send those in. So send them in.
1: <laughs> as always, feel free to DM, comment, or email any stories you have—paranormal, spooky, murder mystery. Um, we would also like to do those feature listener stories as well. So make sure you send those over as well. Um, as always, thank you so much for listening, supporting, um, spreading the love. And giving us the platform to bring these victims' names to life because...
0: Definitely. If it's not us, it's other people that, you know, tell these stories. At episode 9 now, I could say I could say maybe as a podcaster and to speak on behalf of other podcasters that may uh, tell true crime, it is rewarding to be able to tell the stories of these victims and honestly Make
1: their
0: names heard. yeah i feel like i'm being able to speak for them so you gotta love it i want everyone to have a happy halloween and yes. we will see you happy on halloween. monday Woo! happy halloween everyone and what, be safe uh, yeah be safe please please be safe be be smart be safe do everything i would do and yes <laughs> maybe not everything okay don't do everything <laughs> i would do but yeah but <laughs> much right, guys All right, and we will see you when the lights
1: go out. Woo.